bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i am your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen that's right we are here to give you a movie review you probably already know it from the title of whatever we named this Mm -hmm. uh but before we get into that we went to the theater okay we saw a couple trailers uh we're running a little late so we didn't have time for popcorn and stuff and also theater was a little busy a lot of people there that were you know in line um we got a 4 30 showing which is something we normally have been struggling with the last few right weeks. i love that time it's a perfect time because you can get out and you can get back in a reasonable amount of time yeah i hope 4 30 is back because that two o'clock three o'clock and then oh. skip all the way to seven was kind of whack right so uh and it's just great to avoid traffic going towards the theater at five or four thirty and coming away from the theater at like six thirty or so you miss all that rush hour traffic right at any rate we did see a couple of trailers and i literally mean a A couple couple of trailers which i don't know if this is a every amc thing i don't know if your amc theater is doing this wherever you are kids movie they was like look kids attention spans ain't that long well no but remember i was saying even the other movies we were seeing like oh, 10 not, 15 minutes of trailer instead of 30 and that's been going on for about a month or so yeah, and i bet you people probably start complaining about the length there was like look you you guys are tackling people been complaining for years minutes. about the length that i don't um, think that's it i was thinking today about it i don't have any proof you know but i don't the reason i doubt it's complaints is because people have been complaining literally for years and it's gotten true. longer for years right. so i doubt they grew a heart and was like oh let's get these people in and out i started thinking i wonder if it's the effects of the writer's strike yes they don't have they don't have shit they don't have shit slated to come out because right now what we're in august we should be getting shit for october we should be getting christmas shit like that's the shit that should be pumping out right now i don't mean that movies aren't coming out at all it's just that even the movies that are slated to come out they're moving them back Mm -hmm. because the, the actors can't um the actors can't even promote them right now mm-hmm. so like i heard we'll see if it turns out to be true but a couple things one the first thing i heard and it's because our the wga the union sent an email coming up friday the ampt or whatever they call it amtp whatever mm-hmm. the the studios have reached out to start talking to the writers because uh-huh, it's starting to affect to try to you know negotiate because they they had they had literally shut down the go they was like look yeah. y'all they not talking to us and they basically shamed them and was like y'all not talking to us you keep talking about it's us but y'all not coming to the table and y'all keep rejecting every fucking thing and then anything that you come with is like we reject it or like a percentage of it. it's a problem yeah it was all part of the plan to you know to intimidate them and all that stuff but um the other thing i was thinking is even for movies like the marvels they're they're saying they're moving they might move the marvels back that was the the marvels is a big superhero disney marvel movie they definitely want to make that money they definitely want those stars to be able to promote those movies and if they can't promote it it defeats the purpose almost when it was slated for a release date later this year uh especially coming off of uh you know some of the horrible reviews they're getting for secret invasion Mm -hmm. i'm sure they want to like fun hit introduce the world to a star and uh the girl that plays uh kamala khan Mm -hmm. and yo it's looking bad it's so anyway that i don't know for a fact and someone probably has written about it but i wonder if that's why the trailers are getting shorter and shorter because two is the record low for me 
yeah i've never seen two like i've only seen four or five maybe six but two yeah i've gone to a screening where they just don't show a trailer or something i've never been to a movie movie where they were you know like maybe if we go see one of those like uh fathom special events yes you might just get the fathom trailer i ain't never seen it like this anyway the two trailers one we already seen a bunch of times blue beetle Mm -hmm. i'm in i'm in it looks great comes out in a couple weeks i'm excited i think i may already have my tickets for it i think it's gonna be fun yeah and also i had to go back to what we talked about before i think with them pushing everything back there's nothing coming out soon like like it's gonna get to the point where it's nothing gonna be coming out you can't talk about it you can't push it, you can't promote it so that might be a reason why you know the previews are getting shorter too because it was like well there ain't nothing coming out to promote yeah um yeah i i, I that's what i'm thinking too and lastly it was paw patrol the might the mighty movie mm-hmm. which uh i'm not a paw patrol person but Karen, yes yay i will probably end up seeing this like streaming i think it's probably on paramount plus but uh i love the paw patrol i actually watched the paw patrol here at the house and on the load them paw patrol games was flames i think they both or at least the, the second one is on uh xbox uh uh live uh, uh free like like if you got one of them packages is you can get it and the paw patrol games are so much fun so if you got like a little kid that's five and under this right here is gonna be their motherfucking jam so there you have it everybody um now we can get into this movie teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem i don't know how many turtle movies there have been there's been so many there's at been this a point lot. um and to be honest uh i feel like uh even though i know many people have not liked them i feel like i've liked or loved every single teenage mutant ninja turtles movie um uh except for probably like the like the very very old ones that got sequels some of those sequels i think i didn't like some of those sequels were terrible like the first one was enjoyable it was all corny because they didn't have the cgi and all that shit but like you say the 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 second and the third one off of like the real first first one were horrible but i i even enjoyed the uh uh reboot uh not the cartoon version but like the reboot they did a few years ago and i enjoyed the one before that and it's like they do it and then they just don't never they normally get terrible reviews and so they just like well we won't fuck with it for a few years but they consistently bring it back and for those of you they watch uh cartoons like on i won't say is it it's not cartoon that was nickelodeon they have been up teen hundred versions of the teenage mutant ninja turtles like cartoons every time you turn around they rebooting that bitch so it's very very popular but for some reason when it comes to like the movies they can't get it right where it's a long-lasting franchise yeah so i don't really know um i don't i haven't watched every single one but i just i going back to the first time i went to a bookstore and got to the graphic novel section and begged my mom to buy me the black and white eastman and leard original teenage mutant ninja turtles that was dark uh it had all kinds of violence and (laughs) and um it was a gritty gritty comic book and i fell in love with those turtles and that entire thing uh at that time now there's never going to be a version of that in the theater or as a cartoon for tv oh no uh because uh as someone who actually read those books is just too much for a child is right there's it's just it's a very gritty book and i know they have some comics that are very gritty still like the last ronin but it's just so i've even greedier than that yeah it's just i'm never expecting that when i walk in the theater correct but that is i fell in love with this idea and so many other people did at the time too Mm -hmm. so now that we can get into this movie uh teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem which appears to be like the something like the 17th or i think the 17th movie or something movie and streaming cartoons like i, I went and looked it up on screen rant mm-hmm, every teenage mutant ninja turtles movie and series in chronological order there's 17 i believe that yeah yeah because they've been a lot and most of them uh, there may have been some i missed but most of them i've either watched particularly if it's been like a movie or no of it if it's like a cartoon so 
all that to say um you know this movie is it's got its work cut out for it. we've seen this shit 17 times the film follows the turtle brothers as they work to earn the love of new york city while facing down an army of mutants uh directed by jeff rowe and kyler spears written by seth rogan evan goldberg jeff rowe um and it stars uh micah abbey shama brown jr nicholas Cantu, brady noon uh ayo itabiri uh who you may know from the bear maya rudolph um who you know from like snl and everywhere mm-hmm. john cena seth rogan uh rose Byrne, uh natasha uh demetrio uh giancarlo esposito jackie chan right. ice cube paul rudd post malone animal birds they spent some money in voice acting they had a lot of big names j- to play these voice acting mm-hmm. uh gigs i know a lot of professional full-time voice actors get upset when you bring in movie stars to do it but you know it does work mm-hmm. and sometimes you know and also a lot of times movie stars do good voice work um anyway let's get into what we liked about the film karen you go first the thing i liked about it the most i like i love the animation it was bright it was colorful it it captures your eyes it was different it wasn't like your standard not trying to funny american made cartoon with the hard lines mm-hmm. and things like that so you know at first even though you you seen it on tv it was initially getting my eyes kind of adjusted to oh okay this isn't a standardized cartoon it's still fun to watch but it's just going to be different looking like in my brain type of thing and once i got over that i was good to go yeah i like the the animation style too it was definitely different and unique it kind of reminded me of into the spider-verse a little bit not fully because obviously into the spider-verse is all about mixed media in that you know and combining and clashing those media but it still it worked very well it made it a unique feel and vibe it felt very hip-hop to me and that's why my my first uh thing for like the music like mm. i love the music choices to make it kind of new york hip-hop centric kind of old school vibes um and you know at this point the music we grew up with is becoming the classics and the oldies so yes, it is when they're dropping de la soul and tribe called quest and annie up and all that stuff it's the soundtrack of my life and i can't lie it affects me when i hear movies this is probably how people that are into mainstream what i would call white music mm-hmm. no no offense to whoever how, listens to how it how they feel right but it probably mirror like when they're like oh man i really love guardians of the galaxy one and it's because it's all the songs they love and that's on their mixtapes and cds and shit this one was my version of that where i was like oh yeah i love these songs i know these songs by heart i know the words and whenever they you know have an action scene and they cue up some music i was like yes let's go so i say the music was a positive for me i like the fact that the city of new york was its own character because like i said i've seen you know a lot of these teenage mutant ninja turtle movies and sometimes the these are turtles from new york I've seen some where they only have New York accents. You know, not that these turtles were supposed to have New York accents, but it's like you actually stole the city down. You're doing everything else. I don't get to see the city. Uh, we, we waste hours in the sewer and shit like that. It's like, no, we are in the city. The city is its own character. They talked about the boroughs. They talked about, you know, going through the, going through the city and things like that. And I was like, okay, cool. You're actually making the city a part of the turtle's life, which in, you know, in reality, if, if, if you're going to say these turtles are from New York, you need to make New York an actual character by itself. And I appreciate them for doing that and not actually using the city of New York as a prop and actually not giving it the um, recognition it deserves. If you're going to have hip hop music and all this stuff, you need to make New York a character also. Uh, yes, I definitely agree. Another thing I like that was really surprised by, I didn't even know he was in the movie but ice cube is super fly really stole the show yes i did not expect that yeah like uh i was really surprised um the i was reading on imdb the reason he even did the agreed to do the role is because he and his son watched teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoons and he liked the name Superfly. and i thought it was also such a great idea to use Superfly as a villain because everyone's expecting the shredder 
and you've seen the shredder so many times yes you have and from my understanding i think this is gonna branch off not into more movies like it might be more movies eventually but into like a cartoon series uh with you know like on uh, paramount plus or something Mm -hmm. and uh if they can they probably won't be able to get you know a lot of these big name voice actor big name actors to reprise the voice roles but the heartbeat of the of of it and the coolness and the fun of it i think you can write and um a big part of that uh, i mean he probably won't be on the tv series but a big part of that was just ice cube as superfly yes just being funny but also like kind of cool and also intimidating and i really liked the scene in the bowling alley when they was actually seemed like he was like his plan before he let him in on like how this evil diabolical plan how everybody everybody was kicking it and he was kind of like i like y'all and all that stuff and i just thought that was a great choice of him as a, a villain and uh he did a great job with it and yeah so good i look past the tucker carlson shit i gotta give him his credit yeah you do uh my next thing is it was funny i really enjoyed uh the funniest it the funny the funny parts of it it wasn't one of those a quote-unquote comedy Mm -hmm. but the parts that were funny were actually funny be a small chuckle or like oh my gosh what is happening here it was actually really enjoyable i enjoyed the funniness of it yeah uh and i think uh just to piggyback on what you're saying i think the funniness for me a lot of it came from the performances and the writing um and specifically the four turtles they really captured the teenageness of them yes they did you know sometimes these they don't really capture that in some of these movies especially the live action ones well i know it's cgi but you know they're trying to do it live action and you kind of miss something there you know like it's uh it's like they make them too grown so they feel like 30 year old turtles as opposed to like yeah kids and and you and you can tell it's a true brotherhood there yeah and right. with them making them kids teasing each other being funny all that stuff longing to belong longing to fit in and be normal and all this stuff it really helps the film because when they make those horrible teenage decisions that are very short-sighted and all that stuff you don't hold it against them because you're like yeah you know because i think as much as i love some of these other turtle movies and stuff even the original like the 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 muppets kind of the what y'all know the one i'm talking about Mm -hmm. even that one they make them a little too grown and so when Raphael does something stupid you feel like a a grown-ass man is making a dumb decision right in this one with the way they got the voice actors and all that stuff and they the way they sound and their bodies move and the jokes they make with each other it really was funny and made the it just made the care it made the plot work better with them being like kids um uh the other thing i was gonna say too this piggybacks on this but with them wanting to come out of the sewers and the movie basically ending with them in high school and like having a life that's something that i've never seen before in ninja turtles and it's something that makes so much sense that someone would try it um and it just gives the 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 show and and the movie and and all this potential to 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 further storylines in a way that you know is more fun it's more fun if the turtles try to have a normal life than if they have to stay in the sewers all the time and they come up and fight crime and go back into the sewers and and you know live this lonely existence and it also further complicates the plot so that like i love the after credit scene where tcri was like yeah we can track y'all now like we know it's easier to find y'all because you motherfuckers ain't hiding no more and you know it's going to cause problems for them in the further adventures of these ninja turtles yes and to piggyback on yours mine is i love the just the retelling of the story mm-hmm. the retelling of how they got here just just their whole retelling i actually really love it like i said i didn't know anything about superfly because it's the first time he's actually been kind of introduced to you first know. i think it's the first time I, i've seen this villain too okay okay because i was like this part, but i really enjoy you know that villain i enjoy the 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 re, redoing of uh, baxter um i uh enjoyed the fact that all of some of their villains are actually their friends they're actually living with them i was like that's a nice turn so they're not alone type type mm-hmm. of thing i like to say i like the fact that they're out in the open so now you're going to deal with teenage shenanigans you're going to deal with 
you know all the things that go along with the teenager and and is it going to be something where you know something traumatic happens they have to turn or they may have to go back to the sewers like you just never know it's so many things or it may be a division where some of them may want to stay out and some of them might want to go back you just never know like it's so much you can play with here so i just love the retelling of the story versus you taking the story that people kind of have already heard in various versions and just regurgitating the same thing yeah um so i i agree the other thing i like too they introduce all these other mutants and stuff and i'm glad they did that because a lot of times the movies reduce all the mutant stuff to teenage mutant ninja turtles versus a mutant or two that are bad obviously and they're gonna fight rocksteady and they're gonna fight bebop and you're gonna get those scenes and then it's kind of ends and it's like the only good mutants are the teenage mutant ninja turtles and splinter mm-hmm. and i like this they flip this shit on their on his head and at the end all the mutants were just misunderstood and they joined in with the turtles and they helped fight against superfly and i hope they are able to build off of that for whatever else they do in the future with this i hope they don't mm-hmm. revert it back to just well we need them to have a villain of the week so we're gonna make them fight the other mutants i like the idea of them being allies and funny mm-hmm. and camaraderie because they're all misfits in this world they're all misunderstood um you know i love the the joke uh well it was a joke but it was serious where rocksteady and bebop were you know uh relating to Raphael because they're all angry all the time and they were so happy to meet other people who were angry and then when they turn on superfly rocksteady and bebop are like maybe he's the reason we angry all the time <laughs> and i was like oh man that's so cool and funny and it's such a just an unexpected twist rather than having the ninja turtles beat up all these other mutants who ultimately their goal is just to fit in and it was superfly that was the one that wanted to kill all humans and shit and also to piggyback on what you said i'm glad to date it because in some of them in the very the variations i've seen in the past i remember right a lot of times they make the mutants they fight against stupid mm-hmm. they don't make them smart and they don't make them intelligent and it's almost like they can't think of their own plan unless a human is quote-unquote attached to them or dictating or telling them what to do quote-unquote is but you know this right here actually gives them their own agency mm-hmm. even even with superfly he literally had his own agency he literally was doing what he wanted to do without any you know influence from a human you mm-hmm. know other than a human's treating him bad which caused him to respond the way he did right you know so i do appreciate that them not making them stupid and not making them like meat bags or do bros particularly bebop and rocksteady they always make them to like do bro type of people with a dude dude or i'm angry and shit like that so i'm glad they gave them some agencies to make their own decisions i appreciate that mm-hmm. also I like the fact that April o- O'Neill was black. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, you said she was black in the comic. I didn't know that because the only April O'Neill I've ever been introduced to has been white. It was one of the things they changed and, you know, probably a racist change, um, in several iterations, uh, cause she was drawn black. She looked black. She was never drawn to be like a vixen. But the second that they tried to make the turtles go mainstream and they wanted to make like cartoons and put a, they turned her to a white redhead with like curly hair but still and she wore like a yellow jumpsuit but her body was normal it was like you know typical white girl hot body and it didn't lost something you know like it because it wasn't necessarily about you need to be wanting to fuck april or not it was just this idea like they live in new york and this black reporter was like their homie and uh yeah just for some reason uh, the people that decided that you know we want to invest in this and make it mainstream couldn't understand why a you know black woman with curly hair and glasses would be that and i love that seth rogan came back and said nah put that shit in there the way it was one we need to do something different but also like this there was nothing wrong with that and it was fun and i like that she it wasn't just that that it was a black girl to me it was the fact that like the way they drew her yes the way she her personality was the fact that she had a story arc of overcoming stage fright um and uh the way that uh you know like as 
uh as as like i love that leonardo kept referring to how like she was pretty and mm-hmm. and 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 all this stuff because i feel like that type type of portrayal of a black girl there's so many black girls that look like that but they're never told they're special in any way they're never seen as a love interest they're never seen and so to see even even though she it wasn't it turned out it felt kind of platonic you know because at the yes. end she said we went to the promised friends and stuff but it was like a cute fun thing and i yes. and we just don't get to see black girl characters get to have that in 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 anything just about and so that i loved it too yeah and and also i i'm like you i like the fact that you know they didn't do the stereo the stereotypical uh skinny girl and Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with being skinny because people are designed like that but you know particularly on screen you never see like plus size or larger women uh uh represented on stage and i'm not gonna lie i love the fact that first time he seen her just you could see he was just smitten i was like oh and it was one of those things where i was like you never really see it's rare that you see uh people look at a larger one particularly on on the screen where it's like i like what i see type of type of thing and also though it wasn't like sexed up either Mm -mm. you know like it still was perfectly fine for kids to see that correct and then not feel like some type of like oh my god you know like um so yeah i i i love that too another thing i love was um the montage of them fighting because there's not that much fighting in this movie and i don't mean that necessarily as like a uh good or bad thing it's just you know you go a long period of time where the action is more about just like the comedic type of action the slapstick and stuff like that and even some of the early fights are more like comical early fights right the one montage we get though where they are just going around whooping up all the gangsters that shit was the best that was great and i loved it it went on for like maybe three to five minutes and it sated my my hunger for some action because i was like man it's not i was starting to get worried i was like man are we gonna watch a whole ninja turtles film and the whole thing is like no fighting like they are ninjas we need some ninja in and i love that stuff so uh yeah that was great i actually really enjoyed the runtime Mm mm-hmm uh the runtime was actually hour and 39 minutes it was perfect Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna lie the path (laughs) mission impossible and um uh, fast and furious have really fucked me up because it was a period of time where particularly when they had all got together and they started going after superfly and in my mind i was like they better not pause on my part two. Like I, I can't explain. It. I was like, I hope we gonna get some more the movie so we could so we could actually see the conclusion. And they don't do that bullshit, and they didn't. And I appreciate that. Like I said, I think that's kind of PTSD. Uh, I, I know that sound wild, but I, that's how I was feeling. I was like, no, I actually want to see what happened. Don't don't freeze it right here. Talk about to be continued. Yeah, it really helps that it was very much about. Um it was very much still for kids right um like this wasn't like barbie where they made it for adults and then it comes like well we gotta fucking make it two hours you know these are adults you know like we have to satisfy the adults and the kids this one it felt like it's for the kids uh, kids ain't trying to be in here for no fucking two three hours nope they don't have that attention span shit yeah. most adults want to be out in an hour and a half like i don't know why why people think two hours is the standard it should not be but and and some movies would actually benefit from chopping shit off to making it an hour and a half yeah some stories it takes longer to tell them and and it's and right you know you can feel it when you're watching and go okay that was x amount of time well spent i walked out of there and it didn't even feel like if you would have told me it was x amount of time i would have said i didn't feel it and then other times you walk out and you're like i felt every second of that right and uh yeah this one the runtime i agree was perfect Uh, another thing i like jackie chan as master splinter yes uh i especially like he was adorable all that stuff but i especially like the fight scene with master splinter because they honest they honestly animated master splinter like jackie chan like he actually fought like jackie chan we've seen in rumble in the bronx and stuff Mm -hmm. the slapstick version of it mixed with the like desperation mixed with the humor and just the lethal efficiency of beating your ass 
and uh i it really it really warmed my heart like it, it there was something in me that was like this is a homage a tribute to jackie chan in 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 video form while we're also you know watching him get to play this as a voice actor yeah and something else uh that i like it's hilarious the fucking running joke about them being milked and they actually got milked which was yeah with like that shit was actually funny it was like you told us humans are bad and they're gonna milk us and then somebody i and the first time i said it was like somebody was like we don't even have nipples and then april on was like y'all don't even have nipples like it was a running joke they ain't had nipples like how the fuck were they gonna get milked they found a way to milk them and it was just hilarious that they ended up getting milked yeah i agree um uh that's it for my likes you, mm-hmm. you got more okay let's get to dislikes was there anything you dislike the only and, and and this is a ridiculous dislike and it's not even a dislike i just wanted more i, I know that might sound silly but you know and i want to have it's actually perfect you know but it was one of those things where it literally left me wanting for more which is a good thing that i was like i enjoyed this so much that i could have sat in here a little bit longer i'm glad that they ended it don't get me wrong but you know it's one of those things where i appreciate them telling the story and wrapping up and i'm looking forward i don't know if they're going to make another movie or if they were like hey we're going to take this all to the animated series on paramount i don't know but it's going to be fun with what they do with splinter because you know with everything that's going on with the story and how they quote-unquote revamping and retelling the story they're going to turn splinter it's going to be you know they're going to turn that shit upside down and put it on his head excuse me and make it spin as far as the story they're getting ready to tell us so it's, i'm am looking forward uh to that and i'm looking forward to either part two which i'm in for or either the animated series and if they take this and put it on nickelodeon or whatever i record it and watch it yeah um for me i'd say the for the dislike kind of thing and it's more cautionary it's definitely still for kids this is for kids this is for kids this is a warning to you adults like i would say even the ones that were made in like uh 2000 i want to say it was 2000 yeah 2016 Mm -hmm. and then 2014 with megan fox Mm -hmm. um those were kind of for adults slash kids like right this one is just it's It's for for kids. kids right so that's a big thing um superfly is not necessarily the big like uh, it's not even superfly let me just this is a bigger thing they shirk tradition in many ways these are not the ninja turtles origin story any of that stuff this origin's completely different ninja training totally different um they they, like they make a joke out of them learning it from like you know watching videos and and cartoons movies and stuff right um the shredder is not in this movie um the whole backstory where the shredder and 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 splinter and 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 splinter learned from his master and the shredder came and killed his master the reason it doesn't bother me is that we have seen it 17 plus times many 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 years of the same origin story if you get a chance to to start over to make something fresh change that shit i've been said that i'm a fan of that kind of stuff i don't think you should keep doing the same thing over and fucking over the first ninja turtles tv series is 1987 it's 2023 no i actually don't want to see the ooze fall off the truck and i don't want to know that you know splinter train with you know shredder and all we we've seen it let's see a different version yeah see and i actually like cartoons right over and over again and i like this version and i like the idea that it would lead these turtles to want to go to high school and all that all this stuff is appealing to me but i need to say in the negatives obviously to warn people hey this ain't gonna be if you came like i just like my traditional you you finna be be upset right because they definitely didn't do the tradition on this shit uh so i can see how people could you know feel uh a, a way about that agreed um so that's it for my dislikes what would you score it same that's it for my dislikes too i think i would actually give this a four and a half it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it a lot uh it it it, it hit all those things but yeah i give it a four and a half yeah i give it a four and a half as well um 
it's i just had so much fun mm-hmm. I, I i'm very biased i'm very partial to the ninja turtles i grew up on ninja turtles uh seth rogan is just quietly amassing so many so many great projects that are nerdy projects that he's just bringing to life Mm -hmm. producing them and 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 all that stuff and i'm like just i'm amazed by his how much work he's putting in i mean when you start going through the stuff that he's um, done that he's attached to and stuff invincible oh which is fucking great uh, season two let's go the boys uh which is on um which is on amazon mm-hmm. um black monday um uh, uh uh what future man i loved yes um, future band preacher uh on amc yes. yes like dude got dude really got like a he he's killing it in in the nerd in the like kind of offshoot nerd stuff and uh yeah i'm always excited for his projects and now teenage mutant ninja turtles uh mutant mayhem so uh yeah he's he's i'm all in i i, Me too. I fuck with uh yes sir i fuck with it anything upcoming for him i'm gonna fuck with that too because i've seen uh darkwing duck he's gonna be an executive producer on them doing something with that oh, it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun as a tv series um so uh yeah uh let's get into the feedback on some of our episodes yes sir we got one new comment on episode 458 extraction 2 ronan Raphael says man i just finished this movie so i could check out my favorite reviews no disappointment chris hemsworth better chill with the mcu slander when extraction 2 allowed the gay man to die and the woman of color almost died for that prick of a teenager the boy didn't even get shot at least once his sister and mom suffered like what the hell at least one bullet in his ass would have made me forgive his foolishness yeah i agree one of the worst kids bottom five kids of all time <laughs> anyway i still enjoyed this impossible white man flick but giving us the best action first wasn't a plus rye had me dying in laughter when you said they returned to america and the cops didn't show up they were in vienna austria for the final scenes the whole flick was a european affair minus the dubai scene just as part just as part one was asian oh i didn't realize that i guess i misunderstood i know someone from that area who gets mad when she sees how american movies be whooping austrian police ha ha apparently that's why it's highly regarded in europe but not our movies yeah they they kicked them police asses i, I it just didn't i understood why the police presence wasn't popping up when it was like siberia or wherever the fuck they that prison was but once you got the civilization you can't just blow up a fucking building downtown and shoot it all up and, and nobody shows up like four cops show up and get handled in no time and everybody's like well i guess that's it for the day like that didn't make no sense <laughs> man the man the villain was a waste of time too predictable just like his dumb nephew yeah i i don't know if it's just me but there's a slate of these movies and it's not just this movie it's uh, a lot of series now there's just been a a dearth of uh there's been a lack of good villains um to me i thought and i'm not saying that every movie blah, blah blah like there's been some good ones but like mission impossible whack villain um the uh secret invasion dude was kind of whack to me kind of yeah. just like he could have been he almost milk toast yeah, yeah like like they're not giving the villains the good writing and and the good you know like those those moments that really take it to the next level even if it's a silly villain like jason momoa and fast x but or whatever. at least he embraced it and went yeah. over the top right yeah and uh, the last like really good villain I, I can think of is uh the high evolutionary from guardians of the galaxy 3 man he was great he was great but like some of these movies man like and and, it, and it, i'm not trying to knock people's reviews and stuff if they like it they i love it you know right. i'm not gonna tell them they have to like something but you know when i saw people giving mission impossible dead reckoning part one and all these great reviews i was like so then you just don't care if the villain is good because to me the the things that make the best impossible white man movies is also you need a great villain mm-hmm. you know that's why die hard to this day is one of people's favorite movies it's like because hans gruber was one of the all-time villains you remember him you remember his name you remember the actor who played him like his lines yeah you remember that shit forever and that's what elevates a movie from like 
oh it was some good acting impossible white man stunts blah 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 to this is an iconic movie yes sir and i feel like the especially in the impossible white man genre we're losing our villains and we're not getting yeah, it's, it's like the they, iconic movies that we deserve anymore and it's like they it's like the villains are second are like almost like a afterthought it's like dog what happened to the monologues like like you know villains used to give great monologues even if they're just telling you they plot their motivation they background i mean shit something now it's just like a milk toast villain that pops up every now and then because like i say i like my villains to be motherfucking scary i like my villains to be unpredictable i like not to know what my villains are doing i like you know to uh uh when they show up just be scared but you like but that's a true statement we're not getting them oh shit villains yeah they're not that smart they're not that ruthless and they kind of just serve as a person to be defeated at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. but i feel like and that's just like a good portrayal of a villain it almost feels like it's their movie and the good guys getting in their way stopping the plan you know and i feel like somehow we lost that and uh yeah i'm going looking at some of the reviews we've done indiana jones whack villain yes sir you know like uh that shit was whack um to me you know and i feel like these are it's important to have these villains that give you something more you know so anyway uh that's like a kind of a random thought i had but uh uh back to your comment on extraction too uh the villain yeah the villains versus time it's like that netflix ai from black mirror created them uh oh yeah he said uh too predictable just like his dumb nephew every georgian mafian uh should be pissed and sue it's like a netflix ai from black mirror created them russo brothers need to consult me and i'll get them a brand new villain that will whoop chris hemsworth and cover diversity idris cameo was a nice surprise hello recruiter of netflix 007 extraction three has to be in nigeria saudi arabia i bet on it man he better not beat up a bunch of black people in africa um <laughs> i was gonna say though uh it would have been idris would make a great villain you know and maybe in this series but but then you have to like i don't know actually now that i think about it he wasn't that good in hobbs and shaw um like he i could not get him nothing to do yeah like it, it would you would need some writing and stuff too it, anyway mm-hmm. um but thank you for your comment the last ones are for barbie we got two comments one from john who says good morning Ryder karen just wanted to chime in on a couple of other things that made this movie so freaking brilliant absolutely love how the film made the point that y'all regularly make about how much the performance of masculinity is about pleasing other men and peers and not appealing to women right and how much the super masculine things men do always end up looking ridiculous and oftentimes veering to homoeroticism also the acoustic guitar i fucking died and the one of the music one of the and the use of the music with indigo girls being the barbie's obsessive song and that shitty well i will tune from the early 2000s being the dude anthem uh fucking chef's kiss so good and it also has such a great music message for boys slash men about how Mm -hmm. patriarchy and gender norms box us in not delivered in a really but delivered in a really fun way right yeah it's a really clever smart movie that um it's just better than anyone thought it would be including myself it's better than it has any right to be none of us thought uh we'd be getting this out of this i mean you know that's one thing i thought about watching teenage mutant ninja turtles is how we're just back to a movie that's just blatantly obviously about selling us the toys and and that's it and there's no there's nothing deeper to it it's it's not even gonna break the fourth wall and acknowledge what's happening we all just watch it and this is what i'm used to i'm used to transformers selling me toys gi joe selling me toys marvel selling me toys we never stop and talk about the consumerism the capitalism the messaging we never you're never going to see a marvel movie that truly breaks the fourth wall and questions what are we making you think about violence what are we making you think about war you in the audience i am talking to you as a human being what what does it say when your hero solves problems by punching people in the fucking face all the time yeah thanos got his whole head chopped off but we're never gonna talk about like they're never gonna do what barbie did because obviously the company wouldn't let them in number one right uh but two we don't want to talk about that shit we don't think about it and i think the barbie movie was different because 
it was a movie where you are you basically have to talk about it if you're going to be treating it with any level of like seriousness and i was surprised by how well it was done and it still was funny and it still acknowledged those things while of course still being a commercial product you know it's a movie we didn't get go see it for free right um you know so uh but i was still very surprised and i thought great messaging and stuff and hats off to greta gerwig for um being able to pull that off under what i assume was just some i would love to hear about the making of this film because i just assume it had to be a struggle to get those things through because i yes you know because no most yeah. companies will not allow you the way that they went so hard on mattel most companies would not allow you to talk that much shit about them they would be yeah. like the fuck you ain't uh i also really love the fact that the movie didn't go as overtly political as it could have aside for the supreme court jokes and patriarchy can swing it uh swinging the flag on the steps like an insurrectionist which is brilliant it mostly steered away from being liberal versus conservative framing that it could have very easily slipped into when the story moved towards a constitutional amendment vote i really fear oh no this is going to turn into some 2016 election heartbreak joke but it didn't even need to go there which i think is a good thing well, I think it's interesting that conservatives still decided that this was a very political movie. Yes, despite, they did. Despite all that, they decided to be offended, you know. Um, and which is, I don't know. I don't even know what to say for them because I'm like, it's like, it's like if a white person saw 12 years of slave and walked out and was like, I'm offended. And you're like, bitch, that happened. Or, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, that is the world that is happening. This is, you know you can't like what are you mad about really go be mad at the world go change the world in a good way then you're not gonna do that but it did do some things that obviously are gonna make misogynist heads explode and i'm here for having ken look at the at dr barbie played by transgender actress uh harry neff harry neff and tell her how pretty she is not only played on the ridiculous movie trope of the girl being ugly with glasses on but suddenly gorgeous when she takes them off but it was also a really touching moment i didn't even know she was trans so i Mm -hmm. missed out on that moment Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm I'm sure the people that hate trans people knew she was trans and they probably found that angry angering especially when you consider as zinnia jones a trans woman i follow just noted on twitter the implication that somewhere a little trans girl's playing with the barbie dreaming of being a doctor sorry i think i got some dust in my eye anyways i think shit like that might have been intentional and it's really impressive how many levels there are to this movie definitely intentional um for sure definitely wonder how many levels up the chain stuff like that goes and and all that and uh honestly i wonder if it actually slipped under the radar because that's a complaint i haven't seen that much Mm-mm. about like because you know how they've been about trans people they've been shooting beers and all kinds of stuff so and it could just be my circle doesn't include a lot of conservatives so maybe they are mad about it and, and I, I just missed it all right i don't see it my only gripe about it was emma mackie who was really funny on sex education could have been used a bit more but honestly that is nitpicking the movie was so jam-packed with talent i think it mostly let everyone almost everyone get a chance to sign cheers to stay safe john yeah it had Thank an impossible you, sweetie it had an impossible task the yes, did. the the cast is so big there wasn't going to be enough time for everyone to properly get off and yet they still found a way for for everybody to at least get a a scene a line or something with that with it being that many actors and actresses in this fucking film uh it's i i just i i will still this is a marvel of movie making that i'm still gonna look back and be like i can't believe they were able to pull that off even if you know like i said i i i'm not blind to the fact that it's still a product and that it's still mattel and all that stuff you know right. we had a good conversation with uh him to, on last week on keith and the girl mm-hmm. about because she saw it and she was like you know they're tricking you into thinking mattel is a cool company and look maybe that worked on some people it didn't work, work on me. me and um yeah i was like i was like no i was like everybody knows who are they tricking like we all know they're selling us shit like that's the purpose why we went to the movie in the first place to me it feels more like a roast is the best way i can uh, complain right. the best thing i can compare it to is a roast which is you can roast donald trump i'll watch the roast of donald trump i'll watch you make fun of him i'll watch him try to come back and make fun of you at no point do i then go donald trump is a good person to me and it's all cool that may work on some people i can't speak for those people 
for me rod morrow it'll never work i'll there never be a day where i'm like well and 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 i think also because i'm the i've been saying this shit for years i don't boycott anything or anybody right so like i to me i don't have this conflict inside of me of but i like what they do as a thing they must be a good person that has shit to do with me i don't need to remind myself of it i don't need to stay vigilant of it i don't know these fools and sometimes they can be talented and just do shit ice cube he's a great in this movie right ice cube to me is 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 a dude that only looks out for himself and uh has given us horrible horrible political points of view for a long time so yeah i i get to 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 walk out of this movie and go oh great role ice cube still don't need to walk around thinking you're good for the black community don't have to do that so uh lastly sandler agney says greta gerwig done did it again barbie's deep poignant heartfelt and wonderful time at the theaters america ferrera for me put this movie over centering it on the very things that gerwig and even her husband noah bombach are pretty well known for over the last decade at least ryan gosling aside from ferrera and the textbook margot roby performance was cooking with motherfucking gas whitney though i'm just kidding i want to get me a knuff shirt (laughs) (laughs) so it worked on karen guys she thinks mattel is no I'm just kidding <laughs> it did they got me i pretty much liked everyone here harry neff Issa ray kate mckinnon even the alexandra ship were notable standouts will ferrell likewise playing the typical lucio of real life aloof mattel uh probably had no business being as good but with greta man in this ship of barbies and cans i don't think anyone else could have done this as well as she did i don't either and it's an impossible job um it just it's just one of those movies that i I think you just have to give her the credit of wow you really made something out of that that i don't think anyone saw right no one saw that coming even the people that put on pink before they saw the movie and stuff i think they were going for a different reason than the movie they saw Mm, agreed and and i'm not saying they were disappointed i just think it was a i think it it went from kind of like how i put on a transformers t-shirt to go see transformers to something deeper and better than that um something that i'm never gonna see in a transformers movie Mm, so mm. transformers ain't never gonna be that deep yeah i had to give i had to give her credit because uh she they did the thing and it's almost made a billion dollars and shit so Mm -hmm. uh you know and when they ruin this with hot wheels the movie and shit we can talk shit about it then but you know they will until then yeah this is uh what a great movie all right that's it for today's um spoiled movie review thanks for listening everybody we appreciate you we do we'll be back with another spoiled movie review soon i owe y'all a i think i i watched uh they clone tyrone so i'll give y'all a solo review of that and uh we'll be back soon until then peace peace